We are on Ksubis Ein Gimel Amabez 73b. As we continue on in our discussion of this dispute between Rav and Shmuel. The Gemara said that if there is a case where a couple has a halachic engagement, but it is on condition, the husband makes a certain condition, he says that it's on condition that let's say uh, the wife has not taken on any oaths, perhaps oaths that uh, would cause his wife significant amount of pain and suffering. Um, and so it's on that condition. However, they then get uh, married, and when they get married, he does not say anything about any condition whatsoever. He, at, the, at that time, he doesn't know whether or not the condition was fulfilled or not fulfilled. So Rav is of the opinion that they are married. They are married. They are certainly married. Uh, once uh, they get married, so then they are having um, marital relations, and it's for the purpose of, it could be for the purpose of uh, the engagement. It could be a new form of engagement. As one of the one of the three ways uh, to have an engagement is through sexual relations. And Rav is of the opinion that a person wouldn't want to, uh, your regular person wouldn't want to have sexual relations outside the context of marriage, and therefore they have in mind that it's it's clear that they want this to take place, even though originally at the original Kiddushin, the original engagement, there was no condition. Shmuel argues and says, no, once there was a condition, the condition continues to exist, even during, once they get married, once they are having marital relations, still the condition exists, and if the condition is not fulfilled, retroactively they are not married, they do not receive there's no need for a divorce document because they're not married. So Rabbah now qualifies this. He says that it's really referring to a specific case. Really, Rav and Shmuel agree for the most part, and it's referring to a specific case. Abaye will ask a question, and then Rabbah will give uh, a different limitation, a very similar but different limitation. Let's, let's see this inside. Amar Rabbah, this is on the first wide line. Tzricha, sorry, on the uh, third, third wide line. Rabbi says, in the case that we just discussed, where there is just one wife, Ruvain uh, is, first has an engagement to Rachel on condition that Rachel did not take on any oaths. Then they get married. They're living together. They're having uh, marital relations. So Rabbi says, in that case, everybody agrees that there's no need for a get. There's no need for a divorce if we find out that she did take upon herself certain oaths. Why? Because everybody agrees, both Rav and Shmuel, they both agree that in such a case, the condition continues to exist. If you made a condition in the beginning, the condition continue, continues to exist. When do they argue? What's the whole argument about? Totally different case. It's where Ruvain first has an engagement with Rachel, and he makes it on condition. And then afterwards, he then goes ahead and marries somebody else, Leah. Marries somebody else, Leah. So Rav is of the opinion that when he marries Leah... These are two different people. Just because he makes a condition with Rachel, the, the, the first wife, doesn't make it mean he's making a condition with Leah. And so therefore, if they get married, they would need a divorce document. Uh, Shmuel says no. That if there's conditions, if we know that he made a certain condition on Rachel about the oaths, about the neder, so then that same condition would apply for her next, for his uh, next uh, marriage with Leah. The condition continues to exist, even though he didn't say it explicitly. It continues to exist. And that is the whole argument. The whole argument is not with one person, but it's with two people. It's where he's marrying first. He first has an engagement with Rachel, and then he marries Leah. 
if there's a condition with with uh, Rachel, that's the question at hand. Is there also a condition with Leah? If he doesn't say so explicitly, is there a condition with Leah? So Abaye jumps on this. Abaye says, what are you talking about? Okay, we don't know exactly what Rav and Shmuel are arguing about because that, that it's a little, perhaps a little bit of a vague case. But we just had in the Gemara, we discussed this in the last class, there was a whole back and forth in the base measures, in the study halls that we were discussing about how do we explain Shmuel within our Mishnah. We had in our Mishnah, we had two lines in our Mishnah. We had the opening line that says that uh, if they get engaged on a certain condition and it's found to be that the condition is not met, then there's, it's not a halachic engagement. The next line says, and if they got married, meaning the same person, they get married and uh, uh, we find that uh, the condition wasn't fulfilled or they get married without any condition, so then they have to get divorced without exuba. And we mentioned how this seems to go against Shmuel. Either way, without getting back involved back in that discussion, the Gemara, in the study halls, the, 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 the rabbis at the time were saying, we could prove from our Mishnah not like Shmuel. But the case of Sh- the Mishnah is a case where it's all one person. It's all Ruven being uh, engaged to Rachel, and then afterwards, they then, she, he then marries he then marries Rachel. So it's all one person. So in that case, they all agree, according to you, Rabbah. But, but we just had an, a whole discussion about how in the study halls, Rav and Shmuel argue on that case, or potentially argue in that case. So how could you tell me that, uh, the, that the, the argument is about two women? It seems pretty clear from our Mishnah, and the fact that we assume that the Mishnah is a proof to Rav and not to Shmuel, um, at least the, 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 that was the question that was brought up. So that seems to prove that, that no, that it, the, the argument is even with regards to one person. So now Rabbi then changes. It's a good question. So Rabbi changes. So Rabbi then explains as follows. Okay. Everybody agrees, like we said before. Let's say everybody agrees that with regards to the same wife, Ruvain is engaged to Rachel on condition that she did not take upon herself any nadarim, any oaths prior to the marriage. And then they get married. They have a chuppah. Everybody agrees that the condition, even though they didn't mention anything about the condition at the time of the chuppah, still the condition still has to be fulfilled. Everybody agrees to that. What is their argument about? So let's say the case is where Reuben is married to Rachel. Sorry, is engaged to Rachel on condition. He then divorces Rachel. They get divorced. And then he remarries Rachel. He remarries the same person. So we're all discussing the same person. So it solves that issue about our Mishnah. The same person. So then when he remarries her after they got divorced. So does he still have in mind the original conditions? To this, Rav says no. And Shmuel says yes. Shmuel says yes, that the, that, uh, the conditions continue to apply and therefore they're not married. Rav says no, this is a new marriage, even though it's the same person, it's a new marriage, and therefore the, uh, there's no need for the conditions to be fulfilled. And therefore, if they want to leave, they have to get divorced. That is what Rav says. The Gemara will now have a few questions as to whether or not this could really be true. Is, it, is this really possible that the whole argument is only with regards to a case where uh, Ruvain divorces first Rachel after they're engaged and then remarries her? And, and it cannot be referring, there's no argument about a case where it's just Ruvain has an engagement with Rachel on condition and then gets married without the condition. So Gemara says as follows. We're going to have a few questions. Ace Abaye. We have the following case. Kidsha Betaos. Vipachos Misha Vipruta. Vichin Katon Shekidish. Afapish Shalach Savlanos. So 
Mishum Rishmal Amar Imbalu Lo Kanim. Okay, we have the following Brisa. The Brisa, again, Brisa is from the time period of the Mishnah. The Brisa says as follows. Three cases. Case number one is what happens if a couple, they get engaged by mistake. The Gemara will initially assume the engagement by mistake. We'll just read the line. My love, So the Gemara assumes that this is a case where our case, our case of the Mishnah, where they have an engagement on condition and the condition is not met. So that's case number one. Case number two is where they get engaged with money. In order to have an engagement with money, halachic engagement, the husband has to give his wife something which is worth a pruta. The minimal amount is a pruta. This he gave her something which is worth less than a pruta. Also, that marriage is, that engagement is not a good mar- engagement. Third case is where the man is a minor. He's under the age of 13. That engagement is also not a valid engagement. So what happens if afterwards, and after he turns above the age of 13, uh, the husband starts sending her gifts. He starts sending her gifts because uh, he thinks that they're engaged, uh, even though they're not really engaged, because number one, the case number one is where the condition wasn't met. Case number two is where he gave her something which is worth less than a pruta. It wasn't a sufficient amount. And case number three is where he gave her engagement while he was a minor. So afterwards, he starts giving her gifts. Uh, so if he gives her gifts, everybody agrees that these gifts cannot act as the engagement. They can, we cannot reinterpret and say, oh, these gifts are really, he's giving these gifts as a form of an engagement. It's like, this is the money. No, because these gifts are given as a result. It's, 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 it's when he has a mind, I think I'm already engaged. I'm giving you these gifts because of this Previous engagement that we had, even though halakhically it was not an engagement, but that's what he has in mind. That's if he gives gifts. However, what happens if it's not gifts? But what happens if they have sexual relations? If they have sexual relations, this is subject to debate. According to the first opinion, they have sexual relations. So then it is, we do view them as, as at least engaged. Um, and according to the second opinion, Rabbi Shmuel, even so, even if they have sexual relations, they are not engaged. And therefore, they don't need a divorce document. So the Gemara says, isn't this exactly the argument between Rav and Shmuel? Case number one is a case where it's on condition. And that doesn't work because the condition wasn't fulfilled. But in the meantime, before they realize that the condition wasn't fulfilled, they have sexual relations. So isn't that the case where Rav says, isn't that what they're arguing about? Rav says that if they're having sexual relations, it must be that they're having a mind to have an engagement right now, right here and right now without any condition. Otherwise, he wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't act in such a way. And of course, the second opinion is like Shmuel. No, they would, might would act in such a way. It's still based on the on, on the original condition. Isn't that what they're arguing about? And it's all with regards to one person. It's all one person. Doesn't this prove Rabbah to be wrong? Sigmar says. Sigmar answers as follows: Lo talos pachos mishavah pruta pachos mishum pruta behedik ketani la kitchen betalos pachos mishavah pruta perushikom afarish kitchen betalos ketzad kagonchi kitchen pachos mishavah pruta. Sigmar answers no. When we say that they made a mistake during the engagement, this is not a separate case. This is not a separate case. It's really an introduction to what are the cases where they are engaged by mistake. Two cases. One is a case where uh, the engagement takes place uh, with money, which is less than a pruta, less than a significant amount of, of money. It's less than a, uh, the amount of a pruta. Very, very insignificant. So therefore, they're not engaged. Case number two is where it's a minor who is doing the engagement? A minor cannot get engaged. Rashi quotes a verse. It could be that it's, it's unneeded. No, you don't even need a verse. A minor cannot perform um, halachic uh, change, uh, whether it's transactions or to get married. 
Um, so uh, it doesn't work. The engagement don't work. And then the, the, the price is discussing what happens if he gives her gifts afterwards, what happens if they have sexual relations. But we're not talking about a case. The main point is that we're not talking about a case where um, there was an engagement on condition, whether that condition continues to exist once they, get, once they have sexual relations. No, that's not the case. So what are they arguing about? Well, the Gemara asks, if it's only those two cases, what's the whole argument about? Meaning when they argue when there is sexual relations, what are they arguing about? The first opinion says that we have to be concerned that the act of sexual relations is a new kedushin, is a new engagement. Why? Because a person knows, or at least a person is concerned, that when he did the original act of giving less than a pruta, of engagement with with an amount which is less than a pruta. So this is how some of the commentators explain it. He's not really sure, is this Kiddushin, is this not Kiddushin? But he wants Kiddushin. He wants Kiddushin to take place. He wants the engagement to take place. Therefore, even if it doesn't take place there, it would take place It would take place once uh, they have sexual relations because that's another way. That's another, there's a, one of three ways. Money, giving money is one way of having a halak engagement. One is by giving a, a document, a marriage document. The third way is by having sexual relations. So once they have that, so then he wants it to be complete. And that's the first opinion which says that uh, they are married. The second opinion says, no, a person doesn't know, a person doesn't realize that what they gave was not a halakhic engagement, and they're working based off of that. Anything that they do after that is really, it's not a new engagement, even if they have sexual relations, that's not a, they don't have a mind of a new engagement. It's working based on the original engagement. That original engagement uh, didn't take place. It didn't take place because it was less than a pruta. And a person didn't realize that either it was less than a pruta, or here it's less than a pruta, and this town it's less than a pruta, the person didn't realize. Okay, basically we had this question on Rabbah, and we answered by saying, no, the, the whole Bryce is not even talking about a case where it, 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 it's a condition. Next case, What happens if they have sexual relations as a form of engagement on the condition that... Um, that um, my father agrees to this. So the first opinion says, even if he doesn't agree to it, they're still engaged. Second opinion says that, no, he has to agree to it in order, you need to fulfill the condition. So this is all talking about one person. They're making this condition. They have sexual relations. So isn't this, it's all one person. Isn't this the argument, Rav and Shmuel, about one person? Where if they have sexual relations, does, is, do we take into account the condition when they have sexual relations? Or like Rav, do we say that, no, we don't take it into account because they want to be engaged. Uh, they're not going to have sexual relations outside the context of an engagement or outside the context of a marriage. The Gemara says, no. It's a very limited argument. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about, about the conditions. It's a very What they're arguing about is, when I said that on condition that my father agrees to it, does he have to say something outright? Does he have to outright agree and say, yes, I agree? Or is it enough if he's just quiet? Is quiet enough of an approval? So the person, the first opinion says that just being quiet is enough. And he was quiet, so they're married. The second opinion says, no, he has to say something. That's what he meant. You, meant, you wanted the father to say something. He was quiet. He wasn't opposed, but he was quiet. So therefore, they're not married. Very limited. And they would just reject it by saying it's a very... It's not about our discussion about conditions. 
No, it's a very limited argument about if the, what is exactly what, what was the condition? Was the condition that the father should say something, or was the condition that the father should keep quiet? Last case that we'll discuss today, Aceve. Last uh, last question on Rabbah. We have the following case. The Chachamim agreed to Rebbe Lezer. We're discussing now the concept of Mion. The concept of Mion. We know that a minor, a girl who is a minor, on a biblical level, could be married off by her father. And it will work as a marriage. And that's what he did. But then they got divorced. And then after they got divorced, the daughter on her own got married to the same person. But that's only on a rabbinic level. On a biblical level, she can't get married on her own. Even after the divorce, as a minor, she can't get married. So what happens if that guy dies without any children? Could she do Yibam? The answer is no. Because on a biblical level, she's not remarried to this guy. She was married originally, and therefore, uh, right, there was original marriage, but now that they're married, it's only on a rabbinic level. So, uh, but on a biblical level, it's like it's, a, it's an ex-husband, so she cannot marry the ex-husband's brother to do Yibam. They can't do Yibam because on a biblical level, they're still not married. It's only on a rabbinic level because the second marriage that he has with the same per- she has gets married again to the same person, that's only on a rabbinic level because she's a minor. So the Gemara continues according to this opinion. According to the Chachamim, but if they were to get married once she gets older, she's above the age of 12, that's a biblical marriage, okay? If that's a biblical marriage, on a biblical marriage on a biblical level, so then for sure, she could do Yibam. Uh, basically, if she was first uh, married on a Doraisa level, on a biblical level by her father, they got divorced. Then when she became above the age of 12, they got married again to the same person. And it's a, it's a marriage on a Doraisa level, on a biblical level. That's the, the position of the Chachamim. Rabbi Lezer argues and says, no, can't do Yibam. Isn't their whole argument about one individual, Reuven and Rachel, Rachel is under the age of 12, and when they have sexual relations after she gets older, does she have it in mind that it's really a continuation of the, of the, of the first marriage or not? Isn't that what they're arguing about? That according to the first opinion, the Chachamim, it's not a continuation. Therefore, when she has a mind when she's above the age of 12 to get married, she's getting married. But according to Rebbe Lazar, no. When she has a mind to get married, she doesn't have a mind to get married when she's above the age of 12 and has sexual relations. She's thinking that there's a continuation of the original marriage. Isn't that what they're arguing about? And it's one, just one, two people, Reuven and Rachel, no second, uh, no second woman in the picture. So the Gemara says, No. The Gemara answers that no, the whole argument is it's a totally separate argument. It's not really about whether or not uh, when they have sexual relations that they, they want to make this into a new a new Kiddushin, a new engagement. No. The first opinion who says that we are the Chacham and that say that we, we are concerned is because a person knows a person knows that the original marriage when she was under the age of 12, after they got divorced, they got remarried. That's only on a rabbinic level. They know that. They know that it's only on a rabbinic level. So therefore, when they have sexual relations again, they know that they have to have it. They know they have to have the proper intentions to, to turn it into a do-rice in terms of, on a Torah level, that this is a marriage. The other opinion says, no, a person doesn't know 
that the original marriage was only on a rabbinic level. And therefore, when they have sexual relations again, as, the, as she's older, they don't even realize that they have to do a new marriage. No, they think that it's just a continuation of the previous marriage. And so therefore, they don't have in mind that there should be a new marriage on a biblical level. And that's what they're arguing about. They're not talking about, they're not talking about uh, uh, um, if, if uh, uh, there was a condition. That, that, that's, not what, that's not what they're talking about. It's a, it's a very limited uh, argument. Okay, we're on the top of Ein Dalar Malaf, 74a. And there's only two classes for this, uh, for this daf. And we'll continue with the next daf in the next class.